you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey everybody, it's Monday, October 24th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Show. It's me, your man, MG, Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialist cast of dozens that help us put this on every week. And we are, remember, the halfway point now of the fantasy regular season. It has flown by, weirdly. It has, and we're at the point of the year where, like, you have to be honest with your team and be like, I'm a contender and I need to build for the playoffs, or like, I, I need to do something quick to save my season. <laughs> That's pretty much it. At this point, you have to take an assessment of where you are and decide what your strategy is going to be for the next few weeks to come. We will help you along those lines. We'll do it with our biggest takeaways of the week, give you some waiver wire targets, especially this week. It's going to be important. Plus, we're going to have a little bit of uh, some evaluation here. We kind of look at some... Uh, players that are stock up or maybe stock down. But let's start with our fantasy headlines and very important today because there are some notable injuries that took place on Sunday. The most notable being the confirmation 
of a torn ACL for Brees Hall, the rookie running back for the Jets, who had been playing so well the last few weeks. We were talking about him maybe being a league winner, and unfortunately, Florio, he is gone now, and I guess all things sort of turned to Michael Carter in that backfield. Yeah, unfortunately, like 10 minutes before his injury, I tweeted that Brees Hall should be in the 101 conversation next season, and then this happened, and... I mean, Michael Carter isn't going to give you what Brees Hall was giving you, but he can be close. And Michael Carter, I think, is someone that comes in and immediately is an RB2, and he'll have RB1 weeks because he should dominate the the touches out of that Jets backfield now. He's going to get a lot of targets. And Michael Carter is a very good running back in his own right. Like, I was very excited about him before they drafted Brees Hall. If he's on waivers, I don't think he's on a lot, but if he is... Spend whatever you have to spend to get him. I would imagine he is probably gone in most leagues. But like we always say, it's worth the look. Just go and troll the waiver wire. See if maybe he's out there. And if so, definitely put a claim in for him. If you have him, though, now you know that you have a running back who is stepping into a much bigger workload and going to have a whole lot more opportunity. But uh, unfortunate news for Brees Hall. Wish him the best. And hopefully he's back, ready to go sometime next season. In Detroit... We were excited to get Amon Ross St. Brown back in. He had been banged up. The Lions had been off. And then he suffers a concussion in the first quarter of the game against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this not much to say other than we're going to watch and kind of see what the protocol is going to be. I guess in the short term, if he can't go, more for Josh Reynolds potentially? Yeah, I think Josh Reynolds and TJ Hawkinson would be the, the two big winners. Like, I know Khalif Raymond had a, a decent game this week, but I, I don't know about you. I I wouldn't be wanting to do the Khalif Raymond thing. Not sure I can trust Khalif Raymond, but we'll keep an eye on this as we go through the week and see if maybe St. Brown can clear protocol and be available for the Lions this week. Those are just a couple of the big injuries, but there were a slew of them that took place over the weekend, and Florio tweeted about some of them. You can get a list or get an idea of who made that list. I mean, you see there, we talked about Brees Hall. Chuba Hubbard suffered an ankle injury. Mike Boone, DK Metcalf, although the news on him a little more promising than we are originally thought Mike Williams, Alan Lazard, Corey Davis, Ryan Tannehill, David Njoku, Keenan Allen, who did start the game, but then they let him sit in the second half just sort of as a precaution there. It is just a rough go. We, we didn't have a ton. Of, we didn't have a lot of weeks with a lot of injuries. This week, it seems like they all just happened at one time. And it's a lot of very notable players. Like even someone like Ryan Tannehill, who's not being started in a ton of fantasy leagues. He has a big effect, though, because there's other players on that offense that are. So, yeah, this this week was the, f- the first like every week. We're like, oh, man, there's injuries. But this is the first one where it's like, look at all these guys who just are gone. So many. And so the waiver wire going to be very important. We'll get you some waiver wire picks later in the show. But what we'll do right now is give you our biggest takeaways from Sunday. Between Mike and I, we picked out five things that we noticed. And what's the first one for you? You cannot trust a Chiefs running back right now. Like, you, you just can't do it. We had a report before the game that Isaiah Pacheco was going to be the starter and CEH would have a role. Uh, and it might be Jarek McKinnon who suffers. And then Jarek McKinnon led them in snaps played. Uh, the carries went to Isaiah Pacheco. He led them with eight. But the touchdown went to Clyde edwards Lair. They all played somewhere between 29 and 40% of the snaps. None had double-digit t- uh, 
touches. The the leader was with eight. So I know the Chiefs are on bye next week, and then after that, people might be like, oh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Look, he's scoring touchdowns. Like, nope, I, I want to stay as far away from this backfield as possible. This whole thing felt like a troll from the beginning. That, mm-hmm. you know, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the starter. And nothing was untrue. Isaiah Pacheco was the starter. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a role. But nothing about that report suggested that Isaiah Pacheco was taking over the backfield. And I know everybody rushed out to get him. I saw people tweeting about how great life was going to be because they were able to snag him off of waivers before everybody else. And it just felt like we were sort of doomed to get this. And that's exactly what happened there. I'll keep the running back theme going by letting you know that Gus Edwards looks like he's back. And this was a week that I don't think anybody saw this coming. I still thought that Kenyon Drake was going to have a big role in the offense. Instead, Gus Edwards played 23 snaps. Of those 23 snaps, he had 16 carries and a target. So pretty much whenever he was on the field, they were giving him the football. It worked out against a bad Browns run defense. And yes, they're still working him in. He only played about 36% of the snaps. But Florio, the fact that every time he was on the field pretty much, they gave him the football suggests that they really want to work him in. And we're going to see more of him, I think, as he gets healthier. Yeah, this was scary because I was, like you, expecting him to be limited because of injury. Not only was he not, but like he was getting used in the on the goal line. Like They were just like, Gus, go loose. And I think Gus Edwards has, I don't know if I'd say league winning upside, but like he can definitely push your team over the top. Absolutely. And especially now with J.K. Dobbins on injured reserve, which means he's going to be out for a few weeks. I expect to see a lot of the Gus bus. What else did you learn from Sunday? That you're going to want Daniel Jones on your fantasy roster. Uh, not as like your QB1, but I think he's a very useful QB2. Uh, he was the quarterback two this week as of right now, scoring nearly 29 fantasy points. Only twice this year is he top 20, but he's shown a very safe floor. And what I like is that he's been rushing much more consistently this year. Just one game with less than 20 rushing yards. But in his last four games, three of them, he's rushed for over 60 yards. So, like, you're getting a lot more production there with his legs. He's even scored three rushing touchdowns in his last four games. And then putting it ahead a little bit. He gets Seattle next week, who we know is a very favorable matchup, then his bye week, then the Texans, then the Lions. So, like, three of the next four weeks, he's going to be a very useful streamer. And then in the fantasy play or around the fantasy playoffs, he gets the Commanders twice. So, (laughs) Daniel Jones, if you're one of these teams that doesn't have an elite quarterback, he's a great QB2 right now. Makes me feel better about having him as my second quarterback in my 2QB league. I just wish Russell Wilson was playing better. That would make that team. <laughs> I have that same better. duo in the league, Russ yeah. and Daniel Jones. <laughs> I wish I wish Russell was playing better. That would make things a lot easier. I was very encouraged by what I saw with the Cowboys in the sense of Dang or Dalton Schultz is startable again. That was not something we were able to say the last couple of weeks with Cooper Rush at quarterback. And yes, he did tweak his knee a little bit, although he says he's going to be fine. What I appreciate was that Dak Prescott was interested in getting him more involved, and he was getting zero targets. When I say zero targets, that's not hyperbole. He was getting zero targets with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Now he's back on the radar. He's getting more opportunities. And yeah, the Cowboys didn't go put up a big number offensively on Sunday like we thought they would, but I'm just encouraged that Schultz is sort of back in our lives when when we are struggling to stream tight ends. Look, Mark Andrews did zero. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. But at least having Dalton Schultz back and knowing that he's startable again is a little bit of comfort for me. Yeah, especially, I mean, tight end has been a bigger wasteland than than we, especially like we're losing some now due to injury like David Njoku. So 
useful to just have another one back in our lives. Definitely. Last thing that you took away from Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons are never going to throw the ball. Ever. Like, yesterday was the exact game script that I had hoped for when I said to start Kyle Pitts. They trailed from two... There was two minutes in this game, literally, where they were not trailing. There was 10 minutes in this game where they were not down multiple scores. They were down three touchdowns for much of it. They threw the ball 13 times. Like, I I get it when you're in close games, even when you're winning, because... As frustrating as as it's been for fantasy managers, when you come on, when we come in on Monday and we're like, all right, the Falcons won or they lost by a score, it's like, okay, they're doing what they have to do to be a competitive football team. When you're throwing the ball 13 times in a game that you're losing by more than 13, you just simply can't throw. And if you're a head coach starting a quarterback who you can't trust to throw the ball, what are we doing here? Like Mariota needs to go, Arthur Smith needs to go. Like this is just a wasteland right it now. It is. It is coaching malpractice what they are doing yeah. down there. It absolutely is. I sort a joke that he's like Peter Gibbons from Office Space, <laughs> who's just like, I just don't I don't like my job and I don't want to go anymore. I don't understand it. How it is, as you mentioned, in a game where they were trailing by multiple scores for most of the day, they have eight completions. Eight. So that means that Kyle Pitts isn't usable. That means Drake yep. London isn't usable. The, the touchdown they had was a long throw to Demir Bird. Like, what are we doing here? Even when they were on, like, literally Kyle Pitts, they were throwing him in the red zone. There was one where they were on the one-yard line, and Mariota threw it too short to be a touchdown. If you can't throw one yard, you shouldn't be a quarterback in the NFL. Desmond Ritter, man. Maybe Desmond Ritter is on deck. Oh. That's all I can think. Anyway, these are the top performers from week seven. Joe Burrow went berserk, nearly 40 fantasy points. Austin Eckler staying hot. He put up nearly 37. Jamar Chase, back-to-back good weeks, 33 points for him. George Kittle on National Tight End Day. He's your tight end one right now, 21.8 fantasy points. Jason Myers with three field goals. I tallied 15 points, and the Cowboys had themselves a day against the Lions, 22 fantasy points for their defense. But let's talk about a guy who didn't make that list but was just off of it, Kenneth Walker. Another big week for him, another week of dominating the snaps, and right now, I mean, you talk about potential league winners. Kenneth Walker has the look of a league winner. Yeah, he really does. 168 rush yards yesterday, two touchdowns, almost 37 fantasy points. Like you said, he continues to dominate the snaps and all the work there. Like last week, we were like, I he's Pushing to be an RB1, I think now he's like firmly in the RB1 group. It's just a matter of how many running backs would you actually want over him. It's, it's, it's a dwindling list, I think, at this point, because not many guys are getting the opportunity level that he is. And I'll tell you what, I mean, the rookie running back class, I mean, unfortunately, we've lost Brees Hall for the rest of the season, but he was playing well. Damian Pierce has been playing mm-hmm. well. Kenneth Walker has been playing well. The rookie running backs are really showing out so far they, this year. They've been everything we thought the receiver class would be. <laughs> exactly what it is. It's exactly what's happened. For the most part, it was not a great day for tight ends for it to be national tight end day, but Lee Leave it to the founder of National Tight End Day to come through when we needed him. George Kittle, six catches, 98 yards and a touchdown, nearly 22 fantasy points. That was great. I think the more encouraging part is that it's two weeks in a row now that George Kittle has performed. So any of those fears we had early in the season, I won't say they're completely gone, but I think we can calm down a little bit. Yeah, I I don't think George Kittle will be like Travis Kelsey where every single week he's given us 15 plus fantasy points but we it's great to see that he still has this high ceiling I I think his floor is a little bit lower than it was in years past just because there's more pieces around him but seeing him do George Kittle like things after the catch and stuff it, it made me feel good like I lost 
David Njoku in a league where I have George Kittle and I've been starting Njoku. Now I feel very confident to start Kittle moving forward. I'm curious to see what this offense is going to be like and what his role will be once Christian McCaffrey gets fully up to speed. He played a little bit, McCaffrey did, but you can tell, I mean, he, he'd only been there for a couple of days, hadn't learned the whole playbook. Once he gets a little more comfortable, I'm curious you know, how that piece fits in and what that means for Kittle. But the last two weeks have certainly been very good. The Bucs are struggling as a team. They lose again on Sunday to the Carolina Panthers of all teams. But Mike Evans continuing to play well, 9 for 96. And he just, look, I feel like we take Mike Evans for granted because mm-hmm. 9 for 96, you're like, ho-hum, but, but it's good, man. Like, I'll take this every week from him. On 15 targets, you love to see that. And, and the thing, like, if you didn't watch the game, you might not have realized that, like, Mike Evans could have easily been the best player in fantasy this week. He dropped a wide open 67 yard touchdown pass like he literally had it in his hands and then like literally threw the ball up in the air like he was playing (laughs) keep the balloon off the ground but I I I don't know what he was doing there but like the volume is great seeing him do this even with Brady's struggle and then knowing that it could have been even bigger and better I think you have to feel great about Mike Evans right now you know there are professional keep the balloon off the ground leagues I would. I think I'd be decent at I'm that. Gonna, like, when I'm done, I will send you the YouTube link. I saw it. It's amazing. Like they play in like a fake staged living room. It's wild. But there are professional <laughs> leagues for it. Uh, anyway, Mike Evans is good, and you should keep starting him. Miko Hardman. Every year at the beginning of the season, there's always somebody on fantasy Twitter who tries to make the case for Miko Hardman. Nowadays, that person tends to get shouted down. We're like, no, it's not going to happen. It happened. This is like going to be just enough to keep the hive sort of buzzing a little bit, but but this feels definitely like a one-off here. Yeah, he's he's not going to do this every week where he rushes for a touchdown, catches two touchdowns. Like that that's just not going to happen, or the other way around. I mean, but. But I do think it's worth pointing out that he is top 12 fantasy points in three straight weeks. They're on bye next week, the Chiefs, so I don't think anyone's going to rush and, and spend a lot to get Miko Hardman. So maybe you could just slip one past the goal. I don't think he's <laughs> one that, like, a player you want to start every week. But he's shown that, like, in a pinch, you, you can get him in your lineup, and, and he does have a high ceiling. I think another good news, though, we've had another good week from Juju Smith-Schuster. And, yeah. and he's talking about how it's, it took some time to sort of get on the same page with Patrick Mahomes and get comfortable. He does say that Call of Duty helped, that uh, they played Call of Duty Warzone. It was him. It was Mahomes. It was Kelsey. I think Mecole Hardman was the fourth they had in there. He said they won several games in a row, and he says that helped team chemistry. Uh, Maybe it was MVS, but it was one of the other receivers they they played, and he says it helped team chemistry, and somewhere Kyler Murray is taking it. I was going to say, Kyler's been on to something this whole time, and and the team is going against him. (laughs) Kyler's going to take those quotes and just slap them down on Cliff Kingsbury's desk and say, see? The thing with Juju, and maybe this has to apply to more, I'm like, we saw so many... Like the more coaching changes, quarterback changes, player changes than ever before coming into this season. Maybe we've just been overreacting to early season stuff and these players are just gelling. Certainly very possible. That's definitely a conversation I think worth having at some point. So those are the guys who were good. Let's talk about the guys who were not good. Who was your biggest disappointment of the week? The Pharaoh, the GOAT, Mm. Tom Brady, whatever you like to call him. He has not lived up to expectations for fantasy purposes. So far this year, he's only topped 15 fantasy points twice. Uh, It's been a bad year for Brady, and I'm doing a deep dive on him in my start-sit column. I've already uh, started diving into him, and he has fewer time to throw, but 
that's kind of by design. He's getting less, just as much pressure with less blitz. So I think part of the fact is uh, is on the O line. But we're just seeing Brady. I think the first signs of decline, like his deep ball, is not the same of what it has been in the past. And I know we're prone to believe that it's something else besides Brady because he's been doing it for 23 years. But at 45, it might just be like, hey, you don't have your fastball on the deep ball anymore. Would not be the first person to see a decline happen after a certain point in his career. And and things are not great there in Tampa. Brady has just one game this year with more than one touchdown pass. That's it. So it has just not been the same for him this season. Mark Andrews. On National Tight End Day, we said there have been two tight ends that you could start and not worry about. It had been Travis Kelsey, it had been Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had four rushing yards. That was the only thing he produced fantasy-wise. Did not have a catch, just two targets, got you 0.4 fantasy points. And yeah, sure, the Browns are sort of tough on tight ends, but... Two targets, no catches. Yeah. Did not see that coming at all. He, no matter how good you are at tight ends, he's not your average tight end. You you need to give him an opportunity. You've got to give him an opportunity. It did not happen. So that just – there's nothing else to say about it. Otherwise, this this is – you know, you shake it off and it was a bad one week. But it's Mark Andrews. You don't worry about him long term. He's going to get his targets. He's going he's gonna to have some big games. This just happened to be a dud that he put up. And hopefully it does not cost you a week. We will see. Mistakes were made. There are people to be blamed. Let's figure out who is who from the tweets you sent us at NFL Fantasy. NFL expert says, benching Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's operator error. Yeah, that's, that. I mean, you're an expert. You need to know that you start Jamar <laughs> Chase every week. <laughs> that your handles what separates me. What separates you from your opponent is that you bench Jamar <laughs> Chase. I, look, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what was happening in your head that made you think to bench Jamar Chase. He had been big the week before. It's not as though the Falcons are a shutdown defense. I mean, it's, hey, look, if, if, if you were telling me, hey, he's going up against, you know, Pat Sertan the second or, or Sauce Gardner and you were worried, like, I still wouldn't have accepted it, but I'd accept yeah. it more than just <laughs> randomly benching him yeah. against the Falcons. I don't know what you're doing here. I guess the, the thing is, feel good about Jamar Chase going forward now. He looks, like, he looks like himself again. Yeah, he looks like himself again. All right, next one. This one comes from Justin. Playing Michael Gallup, SMH. I understand the process. Uh, I'll take that L2. I, I thought Gallup was in play this week. I understand the process, I, and I know it wasn't good. I don't think he caught a pass this week. No, but I don't think so. But Dak is back. They're going to start throwing the football more effectively, more efficiently. Like I said, it, it was not what we thought offensively yesterday, but it will get better. So I understand why you did that. It just didn't work out. Sorry about your luck on that one. Next one up. Daniel started Dobbs, got a big zero. All right, I'll raise my hand on this one too because I thought Romeo Dobbs had some sleeper appeal. Same for this one. I, I think we. I think it's time though where he hits the bench. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just the the Packers wide receivers. The passing game is a mess. Uh, Lazard got hurt at some point in that game. They get the Bills next week. Yeah, I, uh, I think right now it's time to I sit. I would sit almost all your Packers. Was it, was it Samari Toure? Did I get that right, Randy? Samari Toure came in and got he, a, a target. He didn't or two? leave the field, uh, according to Next Gen Stats. Like he was just on the field a whole bunch yesterday, and I'm like, what? What are we doing? So I'm guessing because we, you know, we do a segment now on Fantasy Live called the Cardio King of the Week, and I think Romeo Dobbs <laughs> is very much in the running for the Cardio King of the Week. All right, one last one. This one from Flash1414, sitting ETN. 
Again, this feels like operator error. Yeah, like we, I know you were high on ETN. I was high on yeah. ETN. And I think ETN is a guy that you start and don't think twice about moving forward. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I guess I have to see who else was on your roster before I completely, you know, castigate you for this. Yeah. But, but sitting ETN seems like a bad idea. So I'm going to chalk this one up to operator error for you on that one. So there you go. Those are the mistakes that were made. Hopefully you have learned from them and you get better heading into next week. It's time for us to take another break. When we come back, we're going to go stock up, stock down on some players who made some moves over the weekend. We'll let you know who that is next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. Time for a round of stock up and stock down, and let's just let's start with the good. Who was uh, who was good? Whose stock is moving up this week? I know he played on Thursday night, but I want to just highlight DeAndre Hopkins. Like he had such a good return. He in week seven leads all players in team target share and team air yard share. Uh, and what I like is half of his routes or just under half came from the slot. So they're they're moving him around. And I know a lot of the Rondell bros out there are like, well, Rondell Moore can't run out wide and can operate in the slot. And I'm like, well, they're not building their offense around Rondell Moore. They're building it around DeAndre Hopkins. So putting him in positions to succeed. I, I know we were somewhat concerned about him after his down season last year. But if he's getting used like this, I, I think, he can very much so be the DeAndre Hopkins of old. And people drafted him late and held on to him, hoping that when he comes back, that adds a boost to your lineup. At least through one week, that seems to be the case. And now you may have a very stacked wide receiver group. Talked about Juju Smith-Schuster earlier in the show, and he very much is on the rise. And just at the point when we were starting to get a little irritated and frustrated and wondering whether or not we should be moving on from Juju, he puts together back-to-back -back solid weeks. You see that there, the seven catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown against the 49ers. And maybe it is just a reminder that we shouldn't judge right away that sometimes we get guys in new situations and new offenses, it takes them a little bit of time to sort of get going, and this seems to be the case with Juju and so maybe this gives us a little bit more excitement going forward they are on a bye this week so you won't get to take advantage of it in week eight but it also means one more week for them to just work and, and get that timing down even better so. yeah and maybe you try to trade for him now yeah maybe try to make a move for him now uh, who else has their stock going up this is going a little bit deeper but Greg Dolchich the tight end for the Denver Broncos I, I think like he is someone that is clearly trending in the right direction. He missed the first five weeks of the season, uh, debuted last week on Monday Night Football, scored a touchdown uh, from Russell Wilson, and then with no rust this past week, nine targets, six catches, 51 yards, and 
only Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton were the only other players that had 100 more targets. No one else had more than three on Denver. So, again, not, you know, a household name or anything like that, but he's a tight end. Uh, so if you're in need of streaming tight ends moving forward, maybe instead of Kyle Pitts, he is another option. I guess say Kyle Pitts or Greg Dulcich. Now is, that's a legitimate question. I, I, honestly, I, right now it hurts me to say I don't see how you can start Kyle Pitts. Just It's not startable. Greg Dulcich might be your guy. Let's, fl- let's flip over to the stock downs right now, and James Robinson is one. I thought maybe this week he had some sleeper potential. I felt like in a game that I thought was going to be close, you'd see more Robinson. Not the case at all. Zero carries, one target. He did not catch it, did not record a single fantasy point for you. Then afterwards, Doug Peterson says that Robinson has been dealing with some soreness in his knee that they really just sort of wanted to keep him fresh. On top of it, Travis Etienne has just been playing so well right now that it's hard to get him off the field. Yes, I know he's turned the ball over. He's made some some mistakes. But on the whole, Etienne is playing really well, earning a lot more opportunity. You can't drop James Robinson just because we've seen running backs go down with injuries and somebody else step into the void. So Robinson's not droppable, but right now, definitely not startable. Who else has you worried at the moment? (sighs) Justin Herbert. And I know people might be like, what? Justin Herbert scored 18 fantasy points this week. But for me... Watching Justin Herbert struggle in garbage time to reach 18 fantasy points against the team that had been allowing the most production to quarterbacks is very concerning. Like, I I don't think Justin Herbert is going to live up anywhere close to the expectations that he had coming into the year. And right now, he's averaging just 6.7 air yards per target. That's ahead of only Baker, Kyler, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. Like, I know that's not like, like the bottom 10 in the league, but these are quarterbacks that we expected Justin Herbert to be way better than and, and airing the ball out downfield. I think part of it is his ribs. Part of it is something we talk about a lot, the lack of speed uh, on this offense. But right now, watching that game last night, I came away very discouraged about Justin Herbert. The last few weeks, I think, have really started to put a spotlight on that Charger passing game that there really isn't a downfield element to it, which... Gets me to my stock down, and you talked about it earlier. It's Tom Brady. And there is more of a downfield passing game there in Tampa, but it's certainly not consistent. You pointed out the fact that Brady may be losing his fastball a little bit. It's an offensive line that has sort of been rebuilt because of injuries and retirements to other places. Brady himself maybe just not being as consistent. Like I said, just one game with more than one touchdown pass. Did not have a touchdown pass at all on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. And he's really struggling to get you more than 15 fantasy points. I think he only has two games with more than 15 points so far this season. So, look, he's been around forever. you got to believe at some point maybe he figures things out. But it's getting harder to start Tom Brady on a week-to-week basis. Let's talk about some of the top waiver wire targets for the week. Mike, who's on your list? Daniel Jones is my top quarterback. Spoke about him at the top of the show. I think you definitely want him on your roster. Marcus Mariota, just because if you need a streaming quarterback next week, he he does give you some stuff with his legs. I think both of the Carolina running backs are in play this week. I, I would prefer Deontay Foreman, though. Gus Edwards would be my top running back to add unless Michael Carter is available in your league. And then some deeper names, Latavius Murray, who just keeps getting work, and Rashad White uh, played more snaps yesterday than he had been. So just another name there to, to get on your roster just in case he could do more with the work going forward. And then some receivers. 
Paris Campbell, he has been getting a lot of work. I think we can officially say he is a thing in that offense. Tyler Boyd had a really big game, uh, and the Bengals are looking really good. Wandell Robinson, healthy and the Giants' top target. Marquise Goodwin, uh, just in case DK Metcalf misses time, he did play well yesterday. And then a couple of tight ends. Jawan Johnson had a big game on Sunday night. He's been more utilized as of late. Same thing with Kate Otten with Cameron Brait hurt. Otten has been getting a lot of volume. If you get points for backflips, Marquise Goodwin gives you a whole lot uh, in that, in that category. If you want more in-depth analysis on some of the waiver wire options, go check out Matt Okada's column. You can find that every week at NFL.com slash waiver wire. Let's talk about some of the names on that list, though. Gus Edwards, we talked about him earlier in the show, the fact that he got so much work so soon after coming back from injury. Can we officially say he is the RB1 now in Baltimore? I think so. I, I mean, Kenyon Drake w- was very ineffective yesterday. That I'll take that L. I, I was on the Kenyon <laughs> Drake too. chain. I, I just didn't expect Gus Edwards to be this used his first game since 2020. 16 carries. He played most of the snaps, like you said. Uh, even had a target. And what I liked was like they didn't shy away from using him at the goal line. To me... It seems like it's all systems go with Gus Edwards. And right now, again, I said it earlier, I don't think he's a league winner per se, but he certainly could take your team from being like a fringe contender to a championship contender. I think all of a sudden, if, you, if you're able to get him and he was widely available in NFL.com leagues, you're talking about a solid RB2 mm-hmm. that just shows up in your lineup. And if you're waiting for somebody else to get healthy or start performing, then that just adds some depth to your running back group. Speaking of adding depth, we spent last week, everybody asking, is it Chuba Hubbard or Deontay Ford? And we were like, nah. It turns out the answer <laughs> is both. So, yeah, I know you said, though, Deontay Foreman is probably your choice between the two guys there in Carolina. Yeah, he played 54% of the snaps, 15 carries, two targets, compared to Hubbard's 46% snaps, nine carries, three targets. At halftime, uh, Hubbard was actually getting more carries while Foreman had more targets. I thought it would flip. Foreman is clearly the running back that they trust when they have a lead. Um, and, and Hubbard, I know he, he's dealing with the little knee thing right now. But that being said, Marcus, I, I know next week they get the Falcons. I, I think Deontay Foreman is definitely a good streaming option. But I still think I'm looking to sell high. I don't know what kind of magic happened yesterday in Tampa, but I don't think that this team is suddenly better at running the ball without Christian McCaffrey. That's my thing, too, that it looked good, and the numbers were certainly good for both of those players. This felt like something freaky happened. This was a a Freaky Friday sort of situation, and you got good numbers out of both of them. I don't think you can count on that going forward. This is still an offense that's really flawed. They still have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. They're down. I mean, DJ Moore actually scored a touchdown, which is really encouraging to see, but it just felt like this was something that I don't know that they can repeat. But again, if you need running back help, it's worth putting any claim for one or both of uh, Hubbard or Foreman this week. You talk about Paris Campbell, and I know you were big on Alec Pierce. I liked what Alec Pierce has been doing. It felt like this was an Alec Pierce week. Turned out, surprise, it's Paris Campbell. It has been Paris Campbell the last couple of weeks for Indy. Yeah, when he had 11 targets last week, we were like, that's not going to sustain. He hasn't had more than four in a game all year. And then he he has more this week with 12. Uh, he had 12 targets, 10 catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Has now scored a touchdown in two straight games. What I love is he's not leaving the field. According to, to Pro Football Reference, he's played at least 98% of the snaps in the last two games. And... Yes, they use him in the short to intermediate part of the field at times, which is where Matt Ryan can really excel. But they use him as an extension of the run game. And like you see right here, like I always say, if you're a running back, Matt Ryan will throw you the ball. (laughs) They're using Paris Campbell like that. He's getting the ball open in space. I think at this point, we need to admit that like Paris Campbell is a thing. 
And maybe this is, again, we, we talked about it with Juju, right? It takes a few weeks for new quarterbacks and new receivers to sort of get on the same page. Maybe this is it. Paris Campbell in, I think, his fourth year, the fourth year breakout, now several weeks connected with Matt Ryan. So maybe things are starting and to turn there. That, for that Colts O-line has been anything but what they were the last couple yeah. of years. So Ryan is just looking to get rid of the just, ball. I just got to get rid of the ball, man. I'm tired of getting hit. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Credit Mr. Dimes for coming through and playing some good football. Did that on Sunday. Had over 100 rushing yards. So we talk about mobility. He was showing that off, but throwing the football as well. And people are starting to wonder if maybe this is the Brian Dable influence. We saw what he did for Josh Allen. Maybe he's doing the same thing for Daniel Jones. I know you said he's not, he's not a QB1. He's still a QB2, but... He's a solid QB2 right now. I think, yeah, like high-end QB2. He's a top 15 quarterback on the year. Might even be top 12 now at this point after this week. But he, he's given you points with his legs. And the thing is, he's taking care of the ball. I think that's the biggest influence from Brian Dable. Is like, I, Patrick Claibon tweeted it yesterday. He was like, that Daniel Jones interception that you keep waiting on, it's not coming this year. <laughs> right. It's not coming. The interception's not coming. The fumbles aren't coming. They've got him kind of turning a corner right now. Very interesting to see. So if you're adding players, chances are you've got to drop some players. And for you, who are a couple guys that can probably be put back in the pool right now? Kenyon Drake, uh, I was high on him after the best running back game for a Raven in probably over a full year, and it just led to nothing. Like, Gus Edwards was back, and Kenyon Drake was back to being that secondary running back, so I think you could get rid of him. And then Bobby Trees, man, he's shown some flashes this year, but he's never really been consistently someone that we can trust. Now Ryan Tannehill is banged up. I just I want no part of that Titans passing game. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a rough go down there in Tennessee. So Robert Woods probably not worth holding on to. I'd say the same for Hunter Renfro for the Las Vegas Raiders. And this was a concern of mine coming into the season with Devontae Adams there, knowing that Darren Waller was still going to be there. I know he didn't play, but still being on the roster and taking targets. And then Mac Hollins showing up kind of out of nowhere to get a whole lot of opportunities. Hunter Renfro is not going to He's not a big touchdown guy. He's not a big-time yardage guy. He's not a downfield threat. So he gets his points in PPR leagues by kind of loading up on targets and loading up on catches. That's not happening this year. So you look at his line. I mean, it's it's eight points. It's nine points. It's all very mid, and the ceiling is not high enough for you to believe that you can just plug him in there and get a lot of numbers. The other guy is Chase Edmonds because Raheem Mostert really has completed the takeover of this backfield. It was noticeable on Sunday night how many targets Raheem Mostert was getting as well. It's one thing for him to get the carries. He's getting targets. He's getting targets near the goal line. They're using him kind of as a short yardage pass catcher too. So it just feels like Chase. Edmonds not going to get enough of anything in that Miami offense to be worth uh, keeping on your fantasy roster. Wrapping up the show with our Madden Movers, our weekly look at guys who we didn't get a chance to appreciate during the show. I wanted to give them some love here at the end. So the folks at EA, just, just take our advice. These are some guys that we think deserve a boost in the Madden game. Who's the first one for you? Austin Eckler, the air guitar king himself, because right now he's rated an 87. Ezekiel Elliott is ranked higher. I, I don't know what's going on here. Austin Eckler is not only just the RB1, there is no other running back within 30 fantasy points of him. He has 175 points on the year. No other running back even has 
over 141. Remember so, those first three games when he didn't score touchdowns that people were worried about Austin yeah, Eckler? The, like, best, <laughs> the best piece in fantasy moving forward. Yeah, absolutely he is. I'm going to go with Jawan Johnson, and I liked him as a sleeper last week. Didn't think he would give you a couple of touchdowns like he did against the Arizona Cardinals. We know the tight end position is sort of raggedy right now, but Jawan Johnson, a nice streaming piece, potentially in play again this week for New Orleans. Five catches, 32 yards, and look, he's a 71 overall. I'm not asking for a big bump, but maybe, you know, a point here uh, for Juwan Johnson after what he did. Who else deserves some Madden love? Josh Jacobs, who's an over 86 overall right now. The, the dude has just gone out and topped 30 fantasy points in three straight games. I mean, at this point, it's no longer a question of is he an RB1? It's just a question of how many running backs are we actually going to put ahead of Josh Jacobs? I said yesterday, like, oh, I don't think I don't guarantee he's going to score you 30 points. Maybe I should have just guaranteed it because <laughs> it seems to be a lock for Josh Jacobs the last few weeks. My last one is Tyler Boyd, and he always seems to be the forgotten piece. I keep saying he's, you know, he's sort of like Toy Story where he's he was Woody and then Buzz Lightyear shows up in the form of Jamar Chase. And we sort of forget about Woody, but Woody came back to play this past week against the Atlanta Falcons, 155 yards and a touchdown. And just a reminder that Tyler Boyd is still a good football player and we want the folks at EA and Madden to remember that as well so those were our Madden movers for week seven week seven wraps up of course tonight with Monday Night Football the Patriots and the Bears we'll have more to say about that as we get later on in the week and a reminder that we get five days worth of podcast stuff in your feeds whether it's this show whether it's the Q&A show on Tuesdays and Fridays whether it's the Stardom Cinema show on Thursdays as long as you subscribe to one of these shows, you'll get all five of them in your podcast feed. You can also check it out on the Fantasy app, the NFL channel, and YouTube.com slash NFL Fantasy Football. In the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if at first you don't succeed, I'd avoid skydiving. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. 
Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.